There can be little question that the UK demolition industry has made huge strides in the past 20, 30 or 40 years. It's embraced uh, training, harness technology and played a key role in safeguarding the environment. Although there's still a long way to go, there have also been moves to bring more women into the fold. And even though it appears to have made very little difference to the suicide rate among workers within the industry, the sector has also ticked the box marked mental health awareness. But there is one area of demolition in which the industry remains firmly rooted in the past, and that is its accident rate. No, it's not killing workers at the same rate as in years gone by, but injuries, incidents and even fatalities still occur and at a higher rate than in most other occupations. Little wonder then that the health and safety executive has called upon the industry to double down on the planning, management and control of demolition work. Now, we all know that the HSE has hardly covered itself in glory these past few years. This is, let us not forget, the organisation that has taken almost six years to investigate the cause of the Didcot disaster in which four demolition workers were tragically killed back in February 2016. The fact that it has still failed to present any findings or to pursue any uh, prosecutions is a disgrace that surely weakens the HSE's perceived leadership. I would personally question that leadership still further based upon the wording of its latest pronouncement on demolition in which it reminds our contractors that good health and safety management increases the likelihood of contracts coming in on time and within budget. Surely not maiming or killing anyone is sufficient incentive without having to play the money card. All that aside, the HSE's call to the industry comes after yet another year in which the demolition sector has been found wanting in the health and safety department. In the past year, the HSE has dealt with a number of prosecutions involving severe injuries and fatalities as a result of poorly planned demolition work. These have included a, contra a contractor who suffered serious injury injuries when a single storey roofing was demolishing by hand collapsed at a construction site in Cobham. We reported on that one just yesterday. A 64-year-old man was killed when a garage wall at a garden in Hampshire collapsed on him during demolition after a contractor who was operating a digger failed to put an exclusion zone in place while carrying out the work. A 21-year-old employee was killed while dismantling a redundant rain-drying tunnel at a farm in Kent when a farming partnership failed to ensure the integrity of the structure during the dismantling process. An employee who sustained injuries to his shoulder and a fractured heel and ankle when he was hit by a falling debris on a garage wall in Clitheroe that was being demolished in an unsafe manner. A contractor who was prosecuted for disturbing asbestos and damaging underground cables during demolition works at a site in Blackburn, causing severe disruption to services. And the operator of a cherry picker who sustained life-changing injuries when he became trapped during a demolition operation at a site in Greater Manchester. An HSE investigation subsequently found that the vehicle he was operating was not suitable for the task and had not been fitted with the proprietary devices to avoid the likelihood of operators being crushed. Accidents and fatalities, all avoidable and yet still happening in the demolition arena right here in the UK. How many other sectors, I wonder, receive safety guidance that actually has to remind the industry of the risks and dangers that should be common knowledge? 
Yet the HSE statement goes on to point out that the age of the structure should be considered prior to demolition and that structural instability can be a problem in buildings that are old, decayed or poorly maintained. It's hard to tell whether the use of language in this statement is born out of frustration at still having to repeat these age-old warnings, or whether the HSE now merely considers the demolition sector an errant child. Way back in 2009, it was suggested that HSE inspectors might ultimately be effectively barred from entering sites with companies arranging their own externally audited safety inspections. That idea was put forward by the then Shadow Business Secretary, Ken Clark, and was known as Earned Autonomy. In the 12 years that have passed since, the UK demolition industry has proven time and time again that it is incapable of earning any such autonomy. It has injured, maimed and killed so many individuals in that time that to list them here would probably make this our longest ever episode. The very fact that the HSE has felt it necessary to issue this far from subtle reminder proves that the UK demolition industry still has a severe safety problem. Despite all of that, the industry gathers regularly to pat itself on the back and to dish out awards and trophies to acknowledge its accomplishments. It makes bold claims about best practice and codes of conduct. conduct rather. But what are those practices, codes and trophies actually worth when there remains a question mark over all workers returning home safely to their families each night? How far has the industry really come if the HSE considers it necessary to issue a reminder that buildings can become unstable during demolition? And just how professional is an industry in which accidents and fatalities are greeted not with a scream of outrage, but with a shrug of resignation and familiarity.